0: hello and welcome fellow creatives this podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring you to keep creating thanks for joining us on this journey to explore
1: all things creative i'm derek wagner and i'm riley peterson and this is the living creativity podcast Hey there creatives. Thank you so much for tuning in. In this week's episode of the Living Creativity Podcast, we are interviewing Joe Holt. He is the guitarist for Holy Name. This was a really fun interview about metal music and faith and of course creativity. This is part one of two. All right, let's get to it. All right. We are recording. Riley, how are you doing today, man? Dude, I, it's, been, it's been a busy day, but it's been a good day. And uh, yeah, I actually got to have, a, we had a birthday party today and we celebrated both of my daughter's birthdays. So that was pretty wow. fun. Yeah. Sounds like a good day, man. Yeah, it was a good time. Got to see my parents and all my siblings. So it was awesome. Heck yeah. yeah.
0: Dude, that's awesome. I uh, got a chance to hang out with a friend. You know, oh cool. Just chill, have a couple of drinks and eat some tacos. So it was a good day, I'd say. And I'm super stoked to be uh, kicking off this conversation. Um, let's let's. Do you mind introducing yourself, Joe?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Joe. I play uh, guitar and holy name. Yeah, just kind of your average Joe from the Midwest.
3: <laughs> Average Joe, and I he, love and that. he's got that's, a sense of so humor. Good.
2: Look at that.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, uh, thank you for responding. First of all, I mean, I, I know I reached out whatever a month ago or less than a month ago and was just like, Hey man, I know it's a long shot, but Hey, maybe he'll say something. And uh, I do appreciate you, uh, responding and, um, yeah, we just are hoping to have a really cool conversation. Um, I personally have been really big fanboy of <laughs> holy name okay uh it's it's honestly one of those albums that there's something there's this energy behind it that is it just draws me in and i i, I, I i'm not kidding i probably listen especially to initiation i probably listen to it 2 to 3 times a week or wow. it's just like the whole album through the whole album through and it and it's it's, yeah, it's just, it's just been really cool. I honestly, like, cause most, most metal, most, yeah, most metal growing up, it's like, they're, it's Christian, but with the, with this album and this music you and, and Tommy are, are doing, it is like just passionate, intense worship. And it's, it's, it's changing the, it's changing the game. It's changing the scene. Um, and it's impacted me in a huge way, and so I just want to say thank you for doing that. Thank you for taking the time to, to, you know, I'm sure it was a huge struggle. If you want to share any of how, you know, how it was even coming together and making the album and going through that process, I mean that'd be pretty fun to know. But yeah, I just want to say thanks yeah. for that.
2: Yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. So yeah, absolutely. It's always kind of weird to hear you know, just how well it's been received, you know, I mean, really like I recorded it in my basement, you know, like, so then just, just to see how well it's been received and just the feedback I get from people, is kind of, kind of wild for me. So,
1: yeah, I mean, prior, prior to Holy Name, like what were your, were you with other bands? Did you have other creative outlets?
2: Yeah. So, um. I've never been aside from Holy Name, I've never officially like been in a band except for like you know, your high school band where you get together with your friends and like do covers mm-hmm. and that. Like right, So I was in right. like a in like a cover band in high school. We did like double yeah, S yeah. Prada and like Asley Dying yeah. <laughs> and tree just to, like nice. just a mi- just a mix of stuff. Yeah. So that awesome. was that was cool. But um my friend who actually live he lives in the same town as me, um he ended up graduating high school, then he moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is probably like an hour and 45 from me, found a group okay. of guys there and started a band, mm-hmm. and he was, his name's uh, Hunter Babcock, he actually made the beats on our album. Did he? Yep, for, um, yeah, for um, the song, the intro right before they see, and then he did the, the beat for Mr. Millstone. Yeah. So with referees. Um so he started this band in South Dakota with some friends, um, called Wolfskin, representing today, you know.
1: Nice, right on. But um, <laughs> see the shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah. He uh they they would go through a couple of like moments where they didn't have a second guitarist mm-hmm. for playing a show. And so he actually like called me up and be like, Hey, like will you come and play with us? Which was super Nerve wracking for me, you know, because just oh, being in yeah, front of, like right. on a real stage in front of people. Um, yep. So I'm, I'm really thankful for those guys for letting me take along like with them and do stuff with them.
1: It's like awesome. I was never,
2: I was never like in the band, but um, they just let me like have a bunch of like cool experiences with them.
1: Yeah. And you got that exposure too, which is, yeah. you're, exp- you're being exposed to that yeah energy yeah. and that live setting and that's that's awesome
2: yeah even yeah. with like um like the recording stuff that i do now um their guitarist at the time benno uh, Turzak, mm-hmm. he was just like a mastermind just like recording in his in his basement essentially um but he's really good at it and so i learned a lot of stuff from him about um like some songwriting stuff but a lot of like Just how do you go about like recording like, and it really made it accessible to me. Like, because music's been a part of my life for such a long time. But those guys, (laughs) even though they're younger than me, they really opened it up and made it so it's like way more accessible.
1: You know? Yeah, I'm sure it felt super intimidating to be like, oh, you know, to write. I can could I write a song and it's like I don't have the knowledge, I don't have the equipment, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I can relate with that, um, because I do my own songwriting and it is okay. intimidating because you feel like you're like I don't know what I'm doing, I don't yeah. know how to like adjust the settings to make the vocals sound good, like, yeah, um, but that's really cool that you had that connection and he was able to pass that knowledge on to you and you're like yeah. oh it's not so it's not so like intimidating hard, right? That's that's really awesome.
2: So like I live in that's I, really Mar- cool. I live in Marshall, Minnesota. So there's nothing out here, and there's not really a music scene. So um, if I wanted to do music, I was gonna have to do it by myself, essentially. Right. Which is why I've learned how to do so much. So I have a studio band that I was. Um, I still do stuff with it, but I don't. I haven't had time to really push on it. But it's mm-hmm. called Baron of Ibelin. But it's just like I'd write like these. Heavy songs, and Benno actually helped me out with the first song that was actually like legit and good, and I put out and um, yeah, so it was like a cool like learning experience, like through that, exploring music, starting to write it myself, um yeah yeah so so would
1: you describe your art as more like well I, I don't want to, yeah, I'll just say it would you describe more like your heavily influenced? with like death metal or w- would you call it something different
2: um i like i like death metal yeah um okay. my f- <laughs> i think if i was gonna break down like what's my favorite like subgenre yeah, or you know whatever um death yeah. core is kind of yeah. like death core and like black metal kind of feel right you know it's kind of yeah i really like that stuff so
0: yeah. It's wild to me how many different subgenres of <laughs> like metal there are. Um I'm like I don't even know how to peg down exactly what I listen to. Yeah. But it can be like you know anything from just like your straight like pop punk to like just hardcore scream, you know, like I I'll, I I'll started out with a lot of like August Burns Red and okay. O Sleeper and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then I've, I I it's hard for me to like just pick a band and be like oh that's like a band i'm just gonna commit to listen to unless i really catch on to their album and so i just find myself like all over spotify looking at different playlists <laughs> and like yeah getting a bunch of recommended songs coming my way and so my my like songs is what i listen to and it's just like flooded with all kinds of crazy there's like a metal song i think i sent it to you and jordan the other yeah, day right it was like uh, you know hardcore and it sounded really heavy and then all of a sudden it just like breaks off in a dubstep <laughs> so yeah i was like yeah. all right cool yeah i love this this is, this is rad yeah so was i don't funny. know i don't know how to how to accurately define <laughs> all the subgenres, but yeah yeah it's, i love it it's yeah. really
2: cool when people do like that different i mean for lack of a better word like shoegazy kind of stuff where you just like pick something that it doesn't really make sense and then you you find a way to put it together and it's like, Oh, like that's a really cool take. I didn't ever see that as a possibility. Like, um, I don't know. Do you guys listen to country music?
0: So, uh, I I do because my wife listens to it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And I've, I've kind of banned it from my house.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I've never been like a big, like country dude, but, um, there was this band on face down called those who fear. Mm. Um, they ended their guitarist, Luke, goes and starts a country band with a dude in nashville and like their stuff is like pretty good and now they've started to put some of those like heavy like the metal influences into the country stuff so it's like both worlds like coming together it's like they're they're just getting heavier they started like kind of soft and like very straightforward country and like they're just getting (laughs) Heavier. And pretty soon. I don't know, like maybe maybe country's the new metal. Who knows? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it could be. It could be, man. Well, I've What's, I've noticed over the last couple of years a trend across almost every genre to like blend more yeah with mm-hmm. each other. You know, like you're seeing a lot of, you know, country and rap even crossing over, which didn't like in my mind, those are the ones that probably would never. And yet, like you're seeing it kind of all over the mm-hmm. place where it's it's slowly like seeping across and yeah uh yeah, like like all this genre bending and blending. And it's, it's really intriguing to see. Cause I feel like growing up, at least for me, I remember looking at music and it was like, Oh, if, if you listen to, you know, this type of rock and roll, like, like we know everything you listen to because that's its own subgenre. Yeah. It's very self-contained, right. yeah. Yeah. you know? So like, I listened to like three days grace a lot when I was in like middle school, early high school. And, um, I was like, yeah, I'm all about three days grace. And then, it's like you follow that little rabbit hole and it's very narrow right so it's like you go into that and you've got like you know uh who would you say like seether and yeah. like nickelback <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know like some of those other yeah kind of yeah. dad rock and bands. Then the christian sides like <laughs>
1: skillet and red like it's yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah
2: then there's totally. creed where so, it's like you don't really know where to put the Creed. Like, like what the are christian they <laughs> the end, like the other camp
1: yeah i've <laughs> like, got their feet in both worlds yeah, That's so funny. What is this, so? What is this uh, country band's name? What's their group's name? Lakeview. Lakeview. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna look yeah. it up, dude.
2: I'm gonna do look, it. Look it up. It's yeah, yeah.
1: You've convinced me. And I me. mean,
2: maybe, maybe I'm just like biased, you know? Because um, I mean, those I, I want to, I yeah. want to
1: hear. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I want to hear that metal influence.
2: I got um. We, there used to be a festival like an hour away from me every summer yeah it was like a christian music festival called sunshine here in minnesota oh cool and so all these like christian metal bands would show up there so that was like my first like exposure to like actually going to shows um because there's yeah there's nothing out here right um but i actually got tattooed backstage at the music festival (laughs) by by the those who fear guitarist uh trevor coke he tattooed oh their, my their logo on my arm. It was funny because so like they like had guys like watching the door in the green room, like making sure like security didn't come in, because if you get caught tattooing someplace without permission, like you could lose your license and
1: Yeah, right.
2: So it was like, yeah. Su- super sick.
1: That's awesome. For me. So That's so cool. Such a so rebellious, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so cool. So Yeah, I was gonna say, well, Derek is taking a respite. I don't know what he's doing, but the the thing that is fun about Derek, like he was the one who showed me Bill Murray, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and I was offensively intrigued (laughs) when I started listening (laughs) to Bill Murray. I was like, you can't, that worked, that works. Why does? And it's just like, okay, I'm. And yeah, it was just funny. Like it was screwing with my my boxes in my head of like this genre and that genre, and it started, yeah. you know, and because he'll just cross all these, all these things and all those lines, and uh, <laughs> I just remember laughing at myself, like, why can't he do that? Like, why can't he put a flute in this breakdown? Like, why yeah. can't, why like, couldn't he do that? You know, and it it was I was like okay. I actually like this. I appreciate this. So yeah, it, it's been fun hearing hearing those crossovers. I think that's how I describe it. This crossover influences. Um, one one of the things that I've only shared with Derek and Jordan is I want to do a blend of blues and metal. Okay. And, and I know how I want it to sound. It's just a matter of actually sitting in front of my recording studio, like getting, getting the guitar part and just like, I know exactly how I want to sound, but it's like putting what's in my head into actual music and vocals and everything is going to be interesting. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) But yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got ideas. So it'd be
2: a cool mashup. I think,
1: I think it would be. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was telling Joe about my, my idea of doing blues and metal. Yeah. I still have, I still need to do that, but it's a, uh, we, we need to make that happen to dude. You. But yeah, that, that crossover is, is super fun. So yeah, I, I'll listen to, I'll listen to Lakeview. <laughs> I'll do it.
2: Yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. That's so what, funny. what all instruments like do you play?
3: You're a musician.
2: Yeah. So, uh, my
1: first, first instrument I ever learned was piano. But I've never really enjoyed playing it. Uh, learned guitar when I was in junior high, okay. and I that like opened up the world of music to me. It like stuff started to click, and yeah. um, then I just started falling in love with like heavier and heavier music. And uh, from there, learned to play bass, and then from there, learned to play drums. And actually, bought an electric kit for myself, or I guess I was given a gift, a kit as a gift. And then from there, um, also, like when Derek and I were in a band together in high school, college, I guess it was high school, um, started singing. And as of right now, like that's probably my favorite. That's the one I mo- enjoy the most is like being able to sing and that. And so I've yeah. been really working on that and, and, and I still just enjoy, you know, guttural, guttural screams and like just, just yeah. doing it in the car by myself. Like it's, 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 uh it's fun. So yeah, yeah but that's my, that's my extent of my resume when it comes to music. <laughs> so <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, sounds like being where you're at in Minnesota, like you're kind of isolated and everything is uh like my art where we're at in Washington. It's kind of similar. Like it's a little bit more mm-hmm. isolated. And so like for me, like just speaking personally, music was totally like, I'm, you know, I'm like seventh grade. And I'm like, yeah, life sucks right now. Cause it's seventh <laughs> grade and everything, you know? And so it's like, yeah, music's the thing that got me through that, you know? Um Like, do you, feel like you have a similar experience where it's like you kind of found you relied on music or like what was your journey into it yeah
2: yeah so um yes i grew up skateboarding and listening to music mm. you know
0: there you go yeah
2: uh, so i think those were like <clears throat> the two things that got me like all the way through high school for sure
3: oh that's awesome that's awesome yeah. dude yeah
1: so what was when did you first learn to like first instrument or like, what was your, what's your story with your music journey?
2: Um, so I only, I'm still learning guitar. <laughs> but, <so I> start, <laughs> okay. That's what, that's what I say. I mean, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not like good, like technically, like I can't shred, you know?
3: Right. Okay. Um,
2: I do just like a lot of like chugging and, and it, which is fine. Cause I only like, I like to make heavy stuff anyways, you know, but
0: yeah, absolutely. Chugging is like the, the <laughs> bread and butter of metal. So yeah. if, as long as you can chug, which is, that's awesome. I, I relate to that. I started learning guitar around like seventh grade okay. and uh, really enjoy playing it. I also realized that it's like, as much as I love it, it's super hard for me to, to learn those, develop those skills. It kind of takes a little extra, Yeah. but at any rate, so I'm, I'm like there with you. I'm like, I'm going to chug all day long, you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: Thank, thank God for uh, drop tuning. When I, when I yes. found out about drop tuning, it just kind of, like, changed the whole game for me. But yeah, I want to say, like, I think I was in sixth grade when I got my first guitar. So it was, like, mm. kind of weird. as my, my second cousin, like, once removed. You know, I'm in sixth grade. This guy's, like, in his 30s and um, trying to get his life together because he's partied a lot and probably, yeah, got a bunch of drugs and just living with his parents trying to get his life together but i was mowing their lawn and so we talking with him about music and then he's like dude you should get a guitar like i'll I'll teach you how to play guitar i was like okay so like i saved up for like this cheap little starter guitar and he kind of helped me out like a little bit but pretty much everything else is kind of been self-taught on that but drop tuning when i when i found yeah. out like drop d i was like oh wait a second oh like, dang it's one yeah. finger like
0: i can do things yeah. with this what? yeah absolutely that's awesome it's like those power chords are coming easy oh, now man chuggy, <laughs> and then it just chuggy. got like
2: lower and lower and i was like oh like drop c like that's that's yeah. heavy yeah. Like, why did
0: i even heck yeah dude gross. Gross. <laughs> who would ever do drop d when you got drop c right
2: <laughs> and then
0: but then eventually you find B. wait hold on a <laughs> second you
1: can add a string yeah
2: well, yeah, and then it's like, I started listening to Impending Doom and they were, they're like my favorite band of all time. Uh, okay. Their album Serpent Servant came out. And yeah. it was, that was 2009, I believe. And that was just like the heaviest thing that I've ever heard of. And they were in drop A. And I was like, like ah, I got to get a seven string. You know, I got yeah. to <laughs> play this. And so like, I, I remember I saved up as much money as i could and i bought a used blemished Schechter uh seven razor which is like the same one that they <laughs> used in their music video for uh more than conquerors i was like i'm, yep. I'm gonna get that one because they're playing that you know
0: yeah just, <laughs> yeah dude that's awesome i love that though that's that's so cool the i relate heavily to the, <laughs> the increasing uh the the depth of the heavy that you can, you can fall into. It's, it's fun. It's fun. I tried uh, throwing my, I had a, a Schecter like Omen six, I oh. think is what it was. Um, still have it actually. But, uh, so that's, that's what I was playing on when, in our band days and, you know, just trying to figure out how to do stuff on my own. I'm like, how low can this go yeah so i'm like trying to like get to that drop B tuning just with your six string and everything and your strings like wah, 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 yeah, you yeah. know yeah. just like going Smacking nuts and like, the yeah, frets and doesn't everything. quite work doesn't quite work well, yeah, yeah and then
2: and
1: then you learn like oh i need to have your gauge strings <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> then you then yep. you
2: realize like you got to get this thing intonated and you can't just yep. like switch from like drop a to like standard again and it's like it has to yeah. be set up specially but yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. but when you're you know like 17 and you're just like, I want to my band, dude. You're like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Now, so, nowadays though, it's really easy because they make pitch shifters.
3: Right. Oh
1: which,
2: yeah. Yeah. So for Holy Name, like I have them all over the place. Oh, is that right? So I, I never intended to play it live when we started Holy Name. It was just me and Tommy doing like a studio, like we're just being you know, an online thing and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then it just got out of control.
1: Wow!
2: <laughs> and then, and then, like Furnace Fest, you know, in Alabama, yeah. asked us to come and play with them, and it's like, uh, this yeah. is a really cool thing. Now I got to figure out how to make it happen. You know?
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so can you can you explain <laughs> that process? Because you're like, you're you're pitch shifting. So like, you're taking you're, you're normally you're you're playing like with a drop D guitar. You're actually playing with a seven string, and then like
2: I. I play with the 7th string um, on okay. the album. Um, everything's recorded with the 7th string and drop G. Got it. Okay. Um, but, like, I've got a, it's like a Digitech DT whammy. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I use for um, pretty much everything on that album for pitch shifting. Now I've got a quad cortex and like, um, that algorithm in there for pitch shifting is just insane. Like, you can play power chords like five half steps sound. It's like, Oh, my wow. word. So, because, yeah, so I'm, I'm dropping down, like, pretty far sometimes. Sometimes it's five half steps. Other times it's, like, seven half steps. Jeez. You know? So.
1: And it's then, still maintaining the clarity and quality.
2: Yeah. That's amazing. It's, like, some songs, like, The Sect, I can't, like, we play everything to a backing track. And it's yeah. programmed to change the drop tune pedal at specific points. Because, yeah. like in the sect, in the middle of that first riff, that low thing that comes in is a drop tune thing, and then it goes back up to regular. Same thing with like my way. Like, there's yeah. only there's one note that's four half steps down. Wow! So it just goes down for that one note and then back up to regular tuning. Dang!
1: And so, that, and that's how you're able to get that just like heavy. So it's moment. like wow.
2: Tuning is just kind of, like, irrelevant now. Like, it it is relevant, but it's, like, not. Like, there's bands like Humanity's Last Breath. Uh Um, They, the whole, it's just crazy. If you ever watch a video of a buster, their guitarist and, like, songwriter playing through stuff, you'll see the the whammy DT to the side, and it's just doing, like, all this stuff, like, all the time. It's like, how did you think of, like, doing all that, you know? Like, that's beyond me. Like, I'm doing just, like, a little bit of, like, what they do. Just wild,
3: right? You're
2: just touching
1: the surface. Which I didn't realize you could
2: program that stuff to play live with a backing track before I saw him. So like watching his stuff made it so that I could actually play like Holy Name live. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's cool. Wow, that's cool that you found that though. You're like, oh, I can (laughs) do this. Yeah, yeah, cool.
0: (laughs) It's amazing that like with the technology that's available now for musicians, how much you can not only do like just at home in your studio, but also that you can like transform it to be able to be played live. Because I mean, that was, I I don't know. I'm not super tapped into the music scene at this point, but I remember earlier, uh, there's a time when everyone was like super concerned about like, are, you know, Oh yeah. It sounds really fancy, but can they play it live and everything like that? And, you know, it's like, Those are like all the the kind of like slaps that you can throw at people that are like, like, Oh, well they sound good on the studio, but you know, (laughs) I remember. So I don't know. It's, it's amazing the technology and and it enables you to bring that to the stage, which I think is awesome because I think that like for me, one of the places that music is just like, it's made for a live experience, right? Like I love listening to music. I listen to all the time. And it gets me all the time. But when I'm like in front of musicians playing and they're just like ripping my guts out with those like, you know, drop G and everything (laughs) else, you're like, you're like, this is why I'm here. I love this. You know, some, the energy is just different about it. So the fact that you can like have something that's like technical and, and, you know, complex and, you know, with all these, like the pitch shifting and like you're describing. Yeah. And then you can like take that and give that to people. That's so cool! I love that. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: that's super awesome. That the, super the
2: technology cool. aspect, you know, like so. What got me into actually like starting to record, like really like pushing forward, was I saw this documentary on YouTube by I think it was by Vice, and mm. they were um, talking to one man black metal bands.
3: Mm. And so oh, what oh. I
2: what I saw was these. Dudes, some of them in the middle of nowhere, and they had like some of these guys had written by themselves like in the nineties twenty albums. It's like you oh cranked out twenty albums God. like and and you played guitar, you played the bass, you played the drums for it, you did the vocals for it. And that was like 2016, 2017 And it was kinda of like at that moment when I realized like, Hey, it's it's twenty sixteen. Like yeah. if you're not making music, it's because you don't want to
1: yeah like it's, it's possible
2: ha- like yeah half of the holy name album was were a, a couple songs and they were recorded with a two input behringer interface wow. Oh, wow with one channel blown on it so i only had one input <laughs> you know so Flew up one channel You're yeah so well ready. yeah that's a other thing I've, I've learned a lot about technology and how it works and how not to break it but yeah right that's how you
1: learn you break it and then you're like oh i I guess i shouldn't do that
2: (laughs) yeah so i saw i saw these guys just cranking stuff out and i was like yeah i i've always wanted to make music and like do a little band thing it's like i can totally write stuff like these guys did it you know so
3: yeah yeah so i'm i know i'm
1: kind of backtracking a little bit but like was it just was it a moment of like um I don't know what the right word is, but once you found out that Brooke Reeves was going to like actually be a vocalist on one of your, like one of these songs that you're making, you where you're just like blown away, like you're.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a kind of, kind of a big deal for me.
1: Yeah. Really, really <laughs>
2: hard not to just, you know, fanboy the, the whole time. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So, so cool. Cause I like, I had a picture of, me and him at sunshine music festival um a little selfie of us 2010 you know it's like who knew back then that i would actually get the chance to do music that he would you know come on and do a guest spot on you know
0: right yeah kind of brings it full circle in a way so uh, yeah yeah so the, the
1: the i will say the reason that i started listening the Sect was the first song that I listened to because okay. it had Ryan Clark. And dude, Pleasure. I've listened to Demon Hunter since the Summer of Darkness. Like, yeah, I've yeah. been a long time fan of Demon Hunter. And so I was like, oh, Ryan Clark, like, guest vocaled on this band. And you know, also I listened to it and I'm just like, okay, that was freaking cool. And then I'm looking, mm. I'm like, that's Tommy Green. And I started like clicking like, oh, wow, he's in, okay. And this like, so I, I just went on this deep dive. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is the coolest thing ever. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, that was my introduction to, <laughs> to hearing hearing you guys' music. And I was like, okay, this stuff's cool. And I will say my favorite song, one of my favorites is actually Creed. Mm. And I'm curious to know uh what your favorite song to write or to play live is or do you have a favorite?
2: Um if I'm if I'm honest, <laughs> I I do think it's greed myself. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um the ending in it? that is just stupid. That's yeah, awesome, dude. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love the ending um, of that one. Like the ending of meet oh, yeah. me somewhere quiet is like stupid heavy too but there's something there's something about that song and mm-hmm. i think it's because of just what we hold in you know essentially just getting historical yeah 325 ad right the the creed that they you know came up with at nicea yeah um yeah it was it's cool. got weight yeah it was cool to be i don't know i felt like it was like really straightforward without being like cheesy mhm you know yeah, there's no a way it's to present not. faith in like a cheesy way. No, it's um, not
1: cheesy. Not in my opinion. Yeah. Have you heard that song, no, Derek?
0: I don't. I actually don't think that I have. Right. I, I'm embarrassed to say, Joe. I'm so sorry. Dude, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I, I'm like I'm planning a, after this uh, recording that I'm planning a holy name binge, though. So <laughs> If if you start seeing a spike in your, your Spotify <laughs> listeners, then it's me. Yeah. Like I said, I'm
2: always surprised when I hear people like just binge it and listen to it
0: so i, I usually yeah, expect I, people I, I, not to know anything about it no that, i mean that's that's fair yeah. um it, there's a lot of music out there but yes. by the same token uh the i forget the name of it um when i think i don't know if this was right around the time that where you first discovered uh their stuff but you had shared a song with me that i listened to and we talked about it a little bit and i was like "Oh, dude that's really cool like i love it I said nice things about it, but obviously you don't remember. Yeah, so I know no, you're fine. <laughs> I did
1: share it with you. I don't remember how long ago it was, but yeah, um, I did share some of their, definitely some of yeah. their stuff with you.
0: And I, I really, uh, in what, from what I can recall of that song, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do my research now, <laughs> but, um, what I, what I love about, uh, music, like your guys's and, you know, other, uh, Christian bands, because, Um, so I've, I've struggled with the Christian music scene, let's say, because so much of it is just like, I think you said cheesy earlier and I think that's a hundred percent it, you know, and, and I think it's, you know, for a certain person of faith, who's, uh, trying to like, you know, navigate like, Oh, I love music. I want to listen to music, but I don't want to listen to music. That's just going to like, you know, defy all the things that I believe, I guess, um, like I guess they maybe don't know where else to go. Right. And so you're like, you know, listening to, to positive life radio, you know, all those things, which I don't denigrate. Like I really, I think there's, and and there's great songs that I've heard on there that I've spoken to me before, but um, I love, like, that's why I started into like Oh Sleeper and August Burns Red because it's like, they're talking about, you know, not just like the surface level aspects of like faith and worship and all that stuff, but they're also, you know, contending with what I thought were like, it's like the, the meat and potatoes of what like faith is, mm-hmm. you know. It's like we're we're talking about the hard stuff, you know, and um, being creative with it and speaking, you know, like in, lyrically speaking about things that are uh, heavy, that are dark, but they're also like, you know, you're still breathing truth and life into them mm-hmm. um, as you're grappling with them. I, I just love that, you know. Um, I don't know. It, it, I I think that the authenticity typically shines through far greater for me when I'm hearing like Christian metalcore than if I'm just listening to you know, like Christian radio or something.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. What is,
0: is it? So earlier you were talking about, you know, you're, you're learning to play guitar, you're drop tuning. You're <laughs> like, Oh, I'm getting addicted to heaviness and everything. So like, is, was it first like the sound that started capturing you and pushing you to to, you know get into heavy music um or you know yeah i guess what was what was what about the heaviness of this type of music is particularly attractive to you
2: yeah um shit i don't know if i can really put like a finger on it but i i just remember like growing up and i really thought guitars were cool and then like the whole idea of like rock and roll and like that. I was like, Oh, like that's cool. And I remember hearing like they're on the radio one night and like, we're going to have a hard rock hour. I was like, wait a sec. There's something there. It gets heavier, you know? And that's like, you know, like third grade, I'm hearing like, (laughs) I was like, okay. And then for some reason for me, it's just been this thing. It was like, okay, like how, how, how heavy can you get? You know? So I don't, I can't really put my finger on like what it is that's appealing about it. But um, I don't know. There's just there's just a certain energy that's in that music that isn't anywhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you can go to the gym and get a good workout in. You know, listening to like con, You know, like you're gonna smash the weights, like guaranteed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's the, the the first time I tried uh, like going to the gym, and you know, it's like I, I I'm not like a big gym enthusiast or anything like that. Just myself, I, I struggle with with exercise a little bit but that being said like you know i've I've made my way over to the gym before and got my my uh earbuds in trying to listen to something and it sure is a different experience you know when you're like on the treadmill or you know pumping iron when you're just like i don't know listening to something that just doesn't have that energy but when you, you put on something that just slaps as hard as like metal core can then yeah there's no stopping you it's kind of it feels like cheating in a way doesn't it <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe a little bit it's like a calm like atmosphere when you take your headphones off it's like yeah no one you're knows like, like what is happening <laughs> like that only you can hear and just get yeah how intense the chaos
0: that's going on in your head right now yeah it's, yeah <laughs> oh my god that's fantastic i love that so the yeah.
2: thing that
1: i've noticed with for me when i it's like i really resonate with heavy music and, and there's, and I will say there's certain artists that I'll listen to. I'm trying to think of one. So, okay. Um, oh my gosh, come on. Cannibal Corpse. You can do this right Cannibal now. Corpse. Oh. Like, I don't resonate with that band. Thank like, you. I don't, I just like, I know they're really popular. I know like yeah. they're, they're considered, they're just like, just, you know, that ugly Death, the metal, and it. I'm just like, yeah, it don't resonate. Doesn't, yeah. does not get me at all. But I could listen to like Slipknot, and yeah. and it's, and I've realized it's like this primal thing inside of me. Yeah. It taps into something that's just like, like this animalistic thing. I don't know how else to put it, but it's, it gets yeah. that place in me that I'm just like, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's like, a, it's a scratching that itch and, uh, yeah. And it's funny how certain, some people it's just like, yeah, that's no, nothing to do with that. And some people just like, it draws them in and I don't know why that yeah. is. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Um, there's a, I'm trying to remember the name of the band. It, I I don't even like truthfully, I, th- this song came on my, uh, my recommended on Spotify one time and so as I was listening, I often listen to like metalcore while I'm writing. Yeah. Cause I, I write novels. Um, and, uh, it was, you know, nice, nasty, heavy song and everything. And, uh, just, just getting into it. Like, Oh yeah. Feeling it, vibing it and everything. And then at the end, it does this whole thing where it, it I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. I think he like breaks off and he's like coughing. And then he's like, F it, blah, and just this nasty, <laughs> like, blah. cut time. Yeah, it's like, blah, followed by this nasty cut time riff. Yeah. It's just like, you can't help. Like, I wanted to just throw the the laptop down and just start <laughs> having it. it was nasty. You know, it's like, lyrically, I don't care for the song much, but like, yeah. musically, I'm like, it just captured me. It took me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I wonder what, I wonder uh, what, what have band to, that is. You have, you have to send that to me. But yeah, yeah I'll,
1: I'll try I to think find you it. You sent it to me. Yeah. Gosh, dang, dude. There's some I, cool I am on my like songs now.
0: It's like a mess in here, so give me it's I'll, all good. I'll, I'll find it right now. Oh, it's called the the song is called Molt by Regime. Okay. I, um, I haven't heard of yeah. Other other than this one song of theirs, which is uh from the album Empty, I guess, or E P. Um, I've I've not listened to much of their stuff. Like I said, it, I just usually grab random songs that catch me. Okay. But it's it's just nasty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that make, you'll have to make sure you hear it and, and just experience the grossness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So are well, there other uh, creative outlets? Cause I know you, before the, we started, you were mentioning photography, videography, or like graphic design. Like, are there yeah. other areas that you dive into?
3: yeah um so graphic design
2: stuff um I'd say the majority of like the designs that holy names done um like t-shirt mockups you see online and yeah, yeah just other images are pretty much all stuff that i've learned to make um make most of my stuff in like adobe illustrator nice um that and then uh
3: photography um that was like
2: you know, 2017. I was really kind of diving into that. Um, cool. Some of these things have been like, you know, it'd be nice to get out of the. Well, I'm on night shift now, but you know, just like the working world that I've been in, you know, and do something gotcha. that's getting paid for, like more like creative stuff, you know. Yeah. So I really, I really liked photography. So I was doing a lot of that. Like I shot a wedding one time, and that's was awesome. Like, clothing boutique women's clothing boutique here in town that i did a little photo shoot thing for them um so i felt super weird about it you know because i'm like pretty insecure in like my photography skills you know but and then my friends in wolfskin they did ask me every once in a while to shoot a show for them or i just like bring my camera to a show and shoot it yeah but,
3: yeah
1: yeah
2: so photography videography um i do like woodworking stuff too so oh, right on like this desk behind me, I made it.
1: Dang! It's like,
2: well, kind of like a lot of it's a DIY mentality. So I've learned all of, yeah. of these things because, um, who else is going to do it? And I don't have a lot of money, you know. So it's <laughs> right. like, dude, just do it yourself. You know, it'll be fine. There you, you go. Figured figure out the the age of YouTube. You can almost learn anything.
3: <laughs> it's you know? true. Yeah, man. seriously, I resonate I, with that it's, a lot. It's, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, if there, if there was a time to just be a, a you know handyman of you know jack of all trades type handyman, like now's the time.
1: Yeah, especially if you live in the middle of nowhere, like you're not going to get the those those types of services like just yeah. all willy nilly. Like you you yeah. So it makes sense. It does. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's it's interesting too that it, you know, like from your experience anyway. Like I'm hearing like. It, it, a lot of the creativity that you've kind of been in is like, hey, I'm going to kind of tackle this, like figure it out and like piece it together. And, and it's been very like like self-motivated. You've been like driven to like go after it, whether it's like the woodworking or, you know, the music, all that stuff. What do you think's like drawing you towards all these different creative pursuits? I mean, obviously there's the DIY aspect, but yeah. you could, you know you don't have to pursue music for example or, yeah. or all that stuff like what's what's drawing you so hard into creativity
2: um there's just a sense of fulfillment that i think you get out of it you know when mm. you look at um like i got a coffee table upstairs that I, that I made it's like you see that and it's like hey like i made that you know um there, yeah for some reason just like being able to like make something like even like with some of like the graphic design stuff i do it's like I'm surprised that that like came together like that's really cool like hey like I made that that's that's sick you know um yeah so there's just this aspect of creating for me that's very fulfilling you know um I've never really been good at anything I can kind of do a lot of different things kind of I don't know mediocre really like you know there's room yeah. for improvement you know so anytime when I get something that's like I feel like it's kind of good it's
3: there's a lot of gratification in that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. There's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. really cool. I, I, I resonate with that. You know, the, um, when, whether it's been, you know, when we wrote songs together in our band mm-hmm. or, um, whether it was, has been like, if, you know, there's any personal music, poetry, or currently my biggest thing, like I've said, is writing stories. So like the, the satisfaction of like writing a, a good scene, like yeah. that resonates that like, uh, And if, if ever I've, I'm submitting something to my writing group and they're like, uh, like, oh, that was really good, you know, like, great job, like, you really resonated. It's just like, yeah, that satisfaction of like, Mm. hey, I, I did that, you know, that was, that was a thing that I created that didn't exist before. It's, it's really, really gratifying.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Super cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I, I hope that a lot of people, I you know, listeners, like, I hope that you are inspired to do things DIY, even though if you think you're like, I, I'm i not good at that or I can't do that, and just have a different mentality of like, oh, I'm going to try. Even if it, and, and that's the thing that we talk about too. It's like, yeah, it's going to suck the first time. Like, most yeah. likely it's going to be terrible. Yeah. But you got to start somewhere. and And you're not, if you never start, like, you're never going to get to a place where you're like, man, I'm proud of what I did like i'm just yeah. proud of what i just made whatever it may be whatever medium it is so
2: art art is so like uh, different like in the aspect of like um with art you know you, whether it's writing whether it's music whether it's like graphic design um you're kind of like taking like a piece of yourself and like putting it out into the world and you know like yeah. you're yeah. you're opening yourself up for like total rejection oh yeah you know yeah. from from everybody You know, so it's such a it's a vulnerable thing to put art forward and to see like what people do with it or what people think. You know, which is yeah. If you can get over that, you know, milestone, then then that's kind. It's kind of like the Kleenex box. Like once you start, you can keep pulling the Kleenexes out or like the creativity. It's like once you get into that that role, like maybe you learn things and it's like oh, like that. I kind of had that mistake last time and then learn how to fix it the next time you do something,
1: you know? Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely learning from mistakes in my creative processes. It used to be a bit painful where mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, I wrote that and turns out it sucked. You know, like I had people tell me it doesn't work. Yeah. So dang it, you know, but then the now having gone through that and seeing like the benefit too of being able to like, Hey, I can actually figure out how to fix this. Yeah. You know, I can like, Solve these problems and and make this make sense. You know, it's like I I, I got a big chunk of uh, story back from my group, and leading up to it, I was like, oh, it's gonna like wreck me. Like, I'm gonna have to like take a weekend and just like you know be sad, <laughs> grieve a little bit over it. in your bed. But I was just so stoked. I was like, oh, that doesn't work. You're right, but I I think I know how to fix that. You know, yeah. like that's so cool. And like seeing that that shift in mindset for me away from uh you know. I I'm so scared to put it out there because you know, what if I do get rejected or what if they say it sucks? You know, does that reflect on me? As you said, it's like putting a little bit of your soul out there for exposure. Yeah. And it's like, you don't want to just feel that get like shredded up yet. Once you actually get that feedback and you realize like, Hey, I, I not unscathed, but I'm alive. Like it's going to be okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of figure out like, Hey, there's some, beauty on the other side of that i think it's
1: wisdom to who you share it with because there's people who will put their stuff out on like reddit or what like i think you (laughs) shared that Derek. like they're like oh here's like my the first chapter of my book and i just started and you're like you're putting it on reddit (laughs) like people are going to massacre this thing like (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. Did,
0: did you know there's an entire subreddit dedicated to just like people who are who are so critical um that they will like if you ask them for feedback they will literally just rip it apart just to see how hard they can rip it apart it's it's r slash destructive readers oh gosh dude yeah and so like if you're like i'm i'm gonna brave this storm and just see what happens like you could you could take like a passage from any Fantastic novel, like To Kill a Mockingbird. Let's say it's <laughs> like just an, a, a, a classic, right? Like yeah. no one's, no one's like that book is objectively bad. Put chapter one of that book in that <laughs> forum, and they'll just rip it apart. So if you really want to just watch your soul <laughs> die, then you yeah. can you can do that. There's a place for yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it is important, Riley, to <laughs> be wise in uh choosing who you're going to share your oh my your gosh. work with. Oh, have to because that, that can make it. the difference between someone who's like encouraging and you know like yeah, i think you got this you can keep going forward versus someone who just like totally puts out your fire yeah yeah
3: yeah
1: yeah for sure and and then you got to find that balance of someone who's like hey I'm, i like what you're doing this is awesome i like the energy or like the direction but i mm-hmm. noticed this part seems doesn't make sense to me or you know ha- what if you tried this like We've talked about that in other episodes of like how do you how do you present how do you present yourself whenever you're giving feedback? Um so and asking like the what if question is a really good tool.
0: Um I imagine that in music in particular, uh my my songwriting abilities as far as like writing stuff on the guitar doesn't typically extend past like a single riff. Okay. However, um I I imagine like the, the what if process is really integral if you're writing music, right. You're trying to figure out like, where do I take this song?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, like what do you have any insight into your own experience with writing songs or like how you, how you navigate that?
2: Yeah. So, um, the, uh, the majority of the music that I write is like guitar driven, you know, since that's my first instrument. Um, so usually what I'll end up doing is maybe like while I'm at work, I'll kind of like hear like um, maybe it's a riff or like a melody like in my head. Um, I'll try to like remember it all night or like maybe I'll make little like sounds like in my phone mm-hmm. to kind of like try to remember like this riff that <laughs> I want to just like need to, like learn how to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so usually what it what ends up for me is like I have like a little bit of inspiration and then I take that and I'll record it and I just kind of like build off of it like i might loop that part for like maybe a couple hours just trying to figure out like okay where could this song go you know because i think that like songs are interesting because they kind of take themselves places you know what i mean Mm. almost like you know when you write like it when you finish that instrumental like after it's kind of like gone on its journey and you made it to the end um it's like the lyrics like they kind of write themselves it's like you know what they're not, and so then you mm-hmm. just kind of like the song kind of tells you like what the lyrics are to it like over time
1: yeah, that's you a good know? way to describe it. Yeah. I think I on the previous podcast I was describing it as like you found a piece of a puzzle, mm-hmm. like a really just like one piece, and then you're just building off of that yeah and then it's like it might be like beginning you know, might be the beginning of the song or might be the middle or the end or whatever. It fits somewhere in there, but like you start building and then you're like, oh, it's complete. Like there it is. Yeah. And it it is, it's like the song already exists. You just need to actually figure out how it exists. It's, right. it's, it's really interesting. I resonate with that a lot.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so I just had this thought and I'm sorry, I'm totally backtracking, but I do want to come back to this subject. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the interviews we did with Ryan Leacock, I think would be really cool um, if you ever get a chance to listen to that. Um, because he was talking about that process of like not giving a crap, basically whenever you make something and, and whenever it's like, yeah, it's part of my soul and yeah, I can be critiqued. And it's just not a big deal. Like you just go to the next one, go to the next one. And that putting in that production, just going through it is how yeah. you get better. And yeah. I thought that was really cool advice. And the other interview we had with Dave Vincent was cool because he actually puts his creativity to like work and finances like he, he profits from his creativity. And so it was cool to ask him, we've interviewed him twice, but, um, it was just cool to hear like, and really his, his big thing is you need, you need to just start and have experience and basically build a portfolio. Like, here's what I've done. And whenever someone's like, well, why would I pay you that? Well, here's what I've done. Like, here's my experience. And then you're not, you're like certifying why you're you're worth what you're worth, and um, not to be ashamed of that or uh, embarrassed by that. Or so it it's really it was, those are really cool, and that's helped me to think outside the box because I'm I'm a lot like I need I should have a blue collar job, and I should you know I need to provide for my family and do all that, and to think that like I could make as much money as I do now, like. If I were to write music and I could make as much money as I do now, like working where I work, I'm like, it just seems so like, uh, like there's no way I could do that.
0: Yeah. But I'm, yeah. I'm
1: starting to realize like that's just my own barriers and my yeah. own thinking. So sorry to go off on the
2: tangent, but no, no. And I, and I, I agree with that too. Um, I think another thing to kind of like build off of that, like, things that stop people from putting stuff out. Imposter syndrome. Do you, yeah. you guys get yeah. imposter <laughs> yeah, syndrome yeah. at all? I know I do. Oh, yeah. You
1: know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's Definitely. Like,
2: it's, been, it's been, you know, with like Holy Name, it's been so interesting to see how well it's been received because like, I, I know like where I'm at, like as far as guitar playing wise, it's like I'm not writing anything like super technical. Cause I can't really play anything super technical, you know, but like there's a, I mean, for me, I think that's what I struggle with a lot is like imposter syndrome. Um, But then just kind of like trying to push through that and just put stuff out anyways, you know, you're never going to make something that's perfect.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of the living creativity podcast. We hope you found value in today's discussion and are feeling inspired to live out your creative life. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to any resources we may have mentioned, and to join our Discord community where you can connect with other creatives. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any ideas or feedback you'd like to leave us, you can drop it in the appropriate channel on the Discord server, or you can send us an email at livingcreativitypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, the best way to do so is by leaving a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. Thanks again, and as always, keep creating.